right. Is my camera going? My camera's going. Is my mic ready? I don't know. Can you hear me well? Yeah. All right, well, because we're live <laughs> from the studio. <laughs> uh, this week, featuring Kelsey Gitlin with your awesome host, Audrey Serrano. Woo, woo, woo. Starring Kelsey Gitlin with her co-host, Audrey Serrano. Filmed in live studio audience. Yay. So, Kelsey, what are you doing today? This is why we need an intro jingle. <laughs> we need to figure something out. We, we, if someone wants to design us an intro jingle, feel free. Kelsey will Please. compensate you greatly. Me? <laughs> Yeah, you're the one that wants it. I think we're I think we're growing great with these uh with oh these off the cuff intros. I don't know. <laughs> I have nothing to disagree? say. <laughs> no, I I, I, did, I think these intros are the best part of the podcast. In all honesty, oh, these really? are the good vibes. Always the best part. Always the good vibes. The best vibes. So, <gasps> sorry. Go on. Is something dramatic happening in the background? Is there no? Someone... I just remembered something. <laughs> oh, I just remembered something what? based off last last podcast. But what? No, you first. You know, you first. No, I was gonna ask you what's going on. So all right, well, I'll let you know <laughs> what's going on. Uh, I think it was Sunday this past Sunday. So there was a little movie I was talking about when talking with Matt called Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, gosh. I watched it, Kelsey. I, the, this is spoiler free because the movie's pretty new still by even by the time this podcast comes out mm -hmm. uh even though it'll be like a month later um <laughs> that movie is turn your brain off dumb fun that movie is so ridiculous it makes <laughs> no sense and i have so many critiques and you know what i still really liked it i still really liked it uh everybody i was watching with fell asleep all four of them fell asleep but i was awake the whole time and watched it the whole way through Okay, well then here's the hot goss. Who did you go with? Uh, so my brother has HBO Max. So it's on HBO Max. Mm -hmm. So it was me, my girlfriend. It was my brother, his wife, and his kid. Uh, Wait. His oldest daughter. Your mm. girlfriend drove all the way to watch a monkey fight a lizard? No, 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 no. It was Easter. I watched it on Easter. So she came up for Easter regardless. And then it was getting late and uh, she was going to stay the night because that way she doesn't drive down all the way back to her hometown super late. Mm -hmm. And then uh, she, I convinced her by I convinced, I mean, my brother convinced me. <laughs> so I had to convince her to go to his house to go watch Kong versus Godzilla. Gotcha. And was this- Would you say to watch a monkey what? Fight a lizard? Accurate description. I <laughs> so I lost my train of thought. Again, that seems to be happening a lot on this podcast lately. <laughs> so what happens when you don't have it written down or what your segue should be? You just lose your track. No, I was going to ask you another question, but... I would love a question, but you've forgotten it. So no more questions. No, no more questions about monkeys versus lizards. Lame. Lame. I feel like I feel like Matt's going to be jealous, though. That you ah, he watched him. it the same day. He watched it the same day. I texted mm. him a photo that was watching it, and he texted me a photo back that he was watching it. So uh, he was fine. He'll survive. If Great. anything, I should be upset because he wasn't telling me he was watching it. So well, you weren't telling him you were watching it. But I sent him a photo anyways, and then and then he proceeded to send me a photo. So I instigated this situation where he had to reveal himself as the culprit of this crime. 
I didn't know this was a, a murder mystery. It is. It is. Speaking of murder mysteries, Kelsey had something to tell me right before this podcast. Kelsey, what are you doing for Halloween? I'm throwing a Halloween party. It's a murder mystery party. Now, what's so special of a murder mystery? What what makes it so cool? It's fun. <laughs> That's it? That's the only answer I get? Well, I mean, obviously the details are still in the works since mm-hmm. we are about, you know, six months from Halloween. But Jeez. my sister, my mom, and I played this really fun game over Easter weekend, I think. Oh. I don't really uh-huh. know when Easter is, to be honest. Um, it was last week. So it was so, last yeah, weekend. Last weekend. So, yeah. Um, and it was this really cool, like, case file game where they send you a bunch of clues, um, mm-hmm. and you figure out who murdered someone. And I was like, this would mm-hmm. be super fun, like I said on the podcast, to play as a Halloween party. However, it's one of those games where, like, the more people you have, probably the faster you would solve it. And so I feel like with a group of people that I would probably invite, it would take, like, 20 minutes, uh-huh. which is not very fun. So I took to the Zon, as you do. The Zon? Yes, Emma. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. To the Zon. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Of course, how uncultured of me to not call it as the, the Zon. Yes, um, I'm Go sure on. I'm sure lots of people call it that. <laughs> I'm sure all of our listeners are already hip and call it the Zon. Meanwhile, I am this old school man who doesn't know. Understood. I mean, that's saying something if I know a cultural term that you don't know. You mean these fake terms that you're coming up with? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is this uh, a Las Vegas thing? Do, no. Do you guys call it the Zon? No. <laughs> Is it also just called Hut and O's or Dami? Do you guys call it Dami's out there? I used to call McDonald's when I was little and couldn't, like, speak very well. McDonald's was Donnie's. Donnie's? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a diner in Las Vegas. It'd be like Donnie's Diner. Wish D&D. there was such a thing. D&D diner. <gasps> that would be a fun theme diner. An actual Dungeons and Dragons diner? Yeah. So I saw one online. We'll, we'll come back to your point in a second. Okay. Uh, I saw something online where there's a Dungeons and Dragons bar. And it is absolutely incredible. And the, all their appetizers of food are also Dungeons and Dragons theme. Where and is it? so delicious and stellar. Oh, I'm going to have to look it up again. I don't know if it's in LA or New York. It's one of the two. I hope it's LA because New York's Me like too, a long way to travel. I know that'd be fun. Way. We could take Matt for his birthday next year. Matt, if you're I told to him, this. but he doesn't drink, so he doesn't want to go. He, but he, we could just he get said, food. He said he would order and give me the drink so he can look at them. So, <laughs> but like he could still get food and like take some pictures and stuff. That's true. That's true. Um, but while you're looking up where the diner is, I'll go. I'll go back to my hunt on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I was looking for murder mysteries that could take more than like eight people because i feel like i want to have more than eight people but i don't know how many more you know Uh so it was kind of actually difficult to find because most murder mysteries are like eight to ten and that's as much as you can do but i was also on the hunt for a game that i could play multiple times right because like the thing with the game we played is that once you solve it that's it. You can't really like play the game Summer. again. Oh, because so, all the mystery is gone. Right, because you know the answer. So oh. the game that I ended up finding is from this company that 
the murderer is decided every game. It's not decided ahead of time in the invitation. So you can play it with as many or as few people as you want above, I think like six. And you can have whatever characters and anyone can be the murderer. So I'm like, this is actually something you could play multiple times and it's flexible. So I can invite however many people, you know, and because my sister is going to be moving to SoCal in like the. That's right. She's coming out. Yeah. forgot about that. So we're going to like throw the party together. It'll be at my apartment probably. Um, but Yes. Yes. Come back <laughs> down to LA. Um, oh, today. I don't know if you have the D&D diner up yet, but. Nope. I can't find it. The closest one I found was in Milwaukee. So Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. Apparently you have a D&D bar out there. Um, we'll talk about our trip out there later <laughs> um we're gonna have to do a lot of podcasts to get the funds to go to milwaukee <laughs> milwaukee for D bar yeah um Dungeons and dragons if anyone wants to sponsor that trip let us know let us know um, and uh we get will in say touch. your name just like we were advertising for coke the most delicious drink <laughs> um our our email is just two lads podcast at gmail.com for anyone we're like pretty or good at looking at my it. My Instagram handle is Pojeki. That's P-O-J-E-K-I. Uh, feel free to just contact me alone with your donations. <laughs> Why aren't I allowed to know about the money? Ah, uh, because I'll let you know. Like it has to be a surprise. No, see, see, I don't like surprises. One, and I don't trust you. Two. <laughs> whoa, whoa, why? why i mean it's funny because i you're in charge of the podcast money which is funny that i say i don't trust you <laughs> yeah yeah i am in charge of rise of right now our solid 22 dollars thank we you our sponsors yeah we do we have 22 dollars wow. as of right now speaking of dollars uh i mentioned this before the podcast but i'm gonna mention it now because by the time this podcast comes out that person probably did it who knows maybe this is a <laughs> reminder if so thank you um <laughs> Uh, uh, one of our wonderful, wonderful sponsors, uh, because we have two sponsors, and you know what? They are the greatest people of all of our hearts because of it, uh, which is Kelsey's mom and our good friend Victoria. Victoria just contacted me today, uh, to recording this podcast that they would like to donate more, and they were trying to figure out how they could donate more, and I thought that was the absolute sweetest thing in the universe, that, uh, they like our podcast so much that not only do they post about us, but they also want to donate more to our cause of trying to become podcasters. So I thought that was super sweet and super kind. And I love that. It was really nice. Uh, Kelsey just blew into her mic. I think I didn't hear anything no, at all. But that you. was, that was. Oh, it was a kiss. Yeah. I didn't come through the first time. I'm sorry. Well, it, well, maybe you're not paying attention to my love the way that you oh, should. Oh, my bad. Maybe I'm not paying attention <laughs> to your love. Maybe maybe I'm blind to your love. Um. So, yeah. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you, thank uh, Kelsey's mom. I don't know if Kelsey's mom still listens, but if she does, thank you for still listening. <laughs> I mean, sometimes she says it's boring, but... Oh, well, I love your mother, too. Uh, <laughs> where were we? Where were we? We are talking about something. Uh, my Halloween Milwaukee. party. Halloween party! Yeah. Is it a um, costume party though? Can I still dress up or do I have to be within the theme? Well, here's the thing. I was thinking because if you've listened to the Halloween episode, I may have mentioned that I do not People's like favorite dress- episodes. Number one rated, by the way. People's favorite oh, really? many times. Yeah, it's a favorite. Spooky Town. Spooky Town, um, USA. Mm-hmm. I don't really like dressing up for Halloween. I never really have, which is weird because I'm a theater kid. And there's something about 
like dressing up for a show that I'm fine with, but dressing up for Halloween, I'm like, fool. I, I just look in the mirror. I'm like, this is a fool staring back Such at me. Such an adult. <laughs> Such an adult. Uh-huh. Um, quick tangent. So Chloe, who was my senior captain when I was a junior captain, she mm. threw a Halloween party one year. And I told her, I was like, I want to come, but I don't really like to dress up. And she's <sighs> like, oh, that's fine. You can dress however you want. And I think she was like assuming that I would dress up do something uh-huh and i literally came in jeans and a sweater <laughs> and what did you say well everyone it was kind of one of those parties where like there was very mood lighting so it was pretty dark and lots of people were dressed up i was one of the few people who were not dressed up but she came over to me she's like why are you dressed up i was like i told you i don't i don't, I don't like halloween <laughs> i don't like like i'm having fun at the really party. like a party but oh. like, I just don't like to dress up for Halloween that much. Um, so back to, to next year's Halloween party is I thought that the 70s theme would be good if you didn't have a costume idea, but you wanted to kind of be festive. But I'm not mm. going to be opposed if you want to come as a pirate. Like, it's your Halloween. Like, do what you want, you know? It's your Halloween. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Uh, what would I come with? Uh, just to ruin the, uh, I'd come, I'd come as the 80s and just ruin the vibe. Because <laughs> it's like, only so slightly off. I feel like you and your girlfriend should do a couple's costume, but like a really weird one. Like really one of you one. is Picasso, Picasso, and one of you is like a painting that Picasso did or Listen, something. Listen, that is too controversial of a person. I'd rather be Van Gogh and hit Starry Night or something. One like of you is Van Gogh, and one of you is his ear. Like <laughs> that's the sort of costume that I think you That'd guys would thrive hilarious. in. <laughs> that would, that would kind of be hilarious though if I go as the ear. Right. Um, <laughs> but I think that'd be fun. Your girlfriend's invited, by the way. I'm oh, making thank this you, public thank you. public this is a public invitation to her yeah I, I feel like I feel like sometimes I feel like sometimes um I don't know if she listens to the podcast but sometimes I don't I'm think like, she does <laughs> that's okay I don't know how you feel about it but she's not my girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. but sometimes I'm like I wonder if I should talk to Andres's girlfriend more because sometimes I worry that because we talk so much that the fact that I haven't ever really gotten a chance to hang out with her because right as we were like kind of vibing with each other, COVID hit and we never have actually like hung out like you, me and her together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. before. Like, I almost worry that she feels like I don't like her, which is not true. That is not true in the least. She does not feel that sentiment. Okay, good. good. She has positive vibes and thoughts of you. That's good. That's good. Because so I don't know. I just, I feel like she's a big part of your life. And since we're such close friends, I'm like, well, I don't know her like that well. It's funny because you you're know? both such large parts of my life, and yet neither of you interact in, in that right. <laughs> right. So now I'm glad I could get that out into the open. And because he's been working on getting this off her chest, you should have done it on February 14th. That would have been the best time to get it off your chest. <laughs> Me saying, Andres, I'm stealing your girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that would have been like, I understand. I understand. But, but would you go though? Where we mean would I go? <laughs> no. Would I, would I go where? No, not you. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your <gasps> girlfriend. <laughs> would I'm just she inevitably <laughs> listens to this podcast? God knows when she contacts me in two years saying I'm leaving you for yeah. episode whatever of the podcast. <laughs> episode twenty of the podcast. Is this episode twenty? I think so. 
It's 19 or 20. I think it's 20. It makes a difference depending which one it is. I think Matt's episode was 19 and this one is 20. Crit roll. Crit roll? Critical roll? As in like getting a nat 20? Yeah. Wow. Look at you. Look at you. I know. It's the one thing I know. And honestly, (laughs) honestly, I know all of the Dungeons and Dragons stuff, not from actually playing because as like rewind to last episode, I'm not a great D&D player, but from searching for gifts for people who like D&D, I have learned quite a bit. (laughs) Oh, very good. Very good. Very proud of you, Kelsey. And don't worry, as of now, your graduation gift does not contain any D&D stuff. So I wasn't worrying. (laughs) You know what? I wasn't even thinking about it at all, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, I have something even more exciting that I really want to tell you about now, but it's so early and I can't I would love to know. Why don't you tell me now? Do you really want to know? No, I don't want to know at all. Well, like then I'm surprises. not going to tell you. Unlike you, I like surprises. Yeah, I don't like surprises. Yeah, you have a month and a half left. I honestly should probably order it soon, Jesus. just in case. Just in case just it takes case. two months to get here. Just no, in case it like comes and I Breaks. don't like it or it's broken or you know, or it's not the color you wanted. Or oh, you don't get to choose the color. I'll give you one hint. I'll give you one hint okay it's historical that uh, that could be anything that could be genuinely anything <laughs> well my birthday gift you gave me was also historical yeah so. speaking of which have you tried any of the teas no i have them on display why don't you drink them that's the whole point yeah, but they're so cool they're on display in my room are they in little like tins yeah well you could empty out the tins and keep the tins and drink the tea it doesn't feel the same but how are you supposed to know what Ben Franklin was drinking if you don't try the tea? I just know they weren't drinking anything well. I just know that. <laughs> Dirt <laughs> like water. Teas have evolutionized. Exactly. They were <laughs> drinking sock coffee. Like, you're telling me that their tea was outstanding? Like, Well, one of the teas, I read the reviews before I bought because I didn't want to buy you something that was, like, really gross. But one mm. of the teas is, like, has a really strong black pepper taste mm. to it. That people Ooh. either love it or they hate it. And they're like, you have to try it. Like, you can't just assume you're going to like it or not. Well, I'll probably like it. You want to know why? Because mm-hmm. the time I took you out to Japanese food and we mm-hmm. had the seaweed tea and you were not a fan of oh it. Oh, my God. That I, oh my, that gave me a physical memory. <laughs> oh, my God. That was the weirdest thing I've ever drunk in my whole so, life locally there is a japanese restaurant i love to death i've been going there since i was a kid and so as a result my parents have ordered this hot tea all my life and so it's just a tea i've become accustomed to and it is a seaweed tea it tastes just like seaweed and i warned kelsey and our friend who went with us at the time uh to that it tastes weird uh and they said how weird can it be and then they had it and neither of them were a fan neither of them I don't even know how to explain to the people who are listening, if you haven't had this tea, how weird it is. (laughs) Like, first of all, it's virtually clear. Like, there is no color. It looks like water. At least it did to me. It's a little green. It's a little green. But I think maybe in the glass it was in or something, it just looked like water to me. Okay. And then you taste it, and it tastes like a fish cake that you get on a ramen. 
It's real fishy, isn't it? It's got it's a real so fishy, fishy taste to it. And I like sushi, so clearly it's not the sushi! fish that's Ooh. the problem. I think it's the fact that you expect it to taste like tea and it tastes like fish that just throws me off so much. You know, it wasn't until probably a year ago that I discovered that flavor was seaweed. As I was having it, I was like, this is seaweed. <laughs> Because my mom always said it had a fishy taste to it. So in my mind, as I drink it, I was like, yeah, it does have a fishy taste to it. But then it hit me. I was like, this is seaweed. Yeah. Now I understood. The only place I like seaweed is wrapped around my sushi. I don't like it in the ocean. I don't like it when it touches me in the ocean. I don't like it in tea. I think it's fine in all three of those categories. I think, I think you're just being overly dramatic. You're okay when seaweed touches your leg in the ocean? No, I'm grossed out, but it's not like, it's not the worst thing in the world. Ooh. No, you'll see when we go to the beach, you will see how seaweed averse I am. <laughs> but we've, 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 we've talked so much about the beach. We don't need to go into it again. I need to discuss the beach with you. Why? Would you what what would you say your least favorite part of the beach is? I have an answer and this is the only right answer. But what is the worst part of the beach? I have to pick just one thing. Yes, the absolute worst part of the beach. I really don't think I can pick just one. All right, well your top 3, I guess. Okay, one, getting sand in your car when you're leaving from your shoes. Yes. Absolute sucks. Two, usually, and in conjunction with the car, the parking, that's number one. Two, that there are other people there. And three, probably um, fish. All wrong. Okay, kind of. Your first one was kind of right. <laughs> the worst part of the beach, the sand. I hate sand. And not in an Anakin Skywalker way. Um, <laughs> but I will agree with Anakin Skywalker in the sense that it is coarse and rough and it gets everywhere and i absolutely hate it it gets in, if you have sandals it's in your feet and you can't you're probably not gonna get that out and it's gonna get all over your car if uh if you sit on the beach you're gonna have beach on you're gonna have beach sand on you all the time if you rub like if you have sand on you and like your thighs are rubbing up against together you're gonna get a rash later like Ooh. Like, I hate sand so much. And it's, every time I go to the beach and take someone to the beach, I just let them go and, like, walk to the beach on their own. Like, and I stay, like, on nice houses that are always on the port or, or I go to the pier because people who want to dip their toes in the water, I'm not going over there. I'm not getting my shoes dirty. Well, what are you going to do when we go to our beach day? Like, the That's point different. That's a beach day, and I'm going to wear a plastic bag over my body <laughs> because I refuse to have the t sand touch me. You know, what you could do is just get sandy and then we can go back to my apartment and use the vacuum and vacuum the sand off of you. No, I'll have to just take a shower at that point. Well, you could do that too. I have a guest towel. I'll just bring my own towel. Why would I not bring my own towel? You don't use a beach towel. It's a bath towel. I'll bring two. Okay, you could do that too. I'm just saying I have a guest towel. I don't trust your guest towel. It's Why probably too small. It? It's a bath sheet. Excuse me? It's a bed sheet? Bath sheet? What is a bath sheet? You don't know what a bath sheet is? I don't know what a bath sheet is. What is a bath sheet? 
a bath sheet is like a double extra large towel. So it's like whatever you think a shower towel is, add like 75% to that. And that's a bath sheet. That is a lot of towel. It's a lot of towel. And the fact- Why is it so large? So you can wrap it around your body. What? Uh, Yeah. It's specifically because bath towels, right? They're fine, but you can't maybe get it around your chest, but then you have that weird like crack in the towel where everything else is showing, which is just not cute and it's cold. The sexiest part of a towel? (laughs) Yeah. But a bath sheet is bigger so that you can actually wrap it around yourself and like tuck it in and there's crossover on the towel so that you're not flashing everyone. What if I want everyone to look at my gonads, you know? Well, what, then, if, what if this is the plan? What if this is secretly my plan? Well, you can, I guess, still do that with a bath sheet, but you Damn have right. the option to have some decency. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I will bring my uh, robe. I'll bring my shower robe, my bathrobe. And, uh, and use that as a towel? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. You your your overly oversized towel is too is too complicated to understand. I will I will only bring the bathrobe. I get that. I get that. Men be like that sometimes. Listen, I just need simplicity. <laughs> Do you see my hair right now? It's short. And I, I like it simple. I just dab it and move on. To each his own. To each his own. But you're denying yeah. yourself a, a comfort in life. I t- it's your bath, whatever it's called, tab, tab, your bath tab. But it's my guest bath sheet. And then you try it. use that? You know, I'll never know. How many people do you think are at my apartment all the time? Let's see, Kelsey, I don't know what you do on the weekends. I don't know what you do. You know what I do on the weekends most of the time? I go to Target and I get very inflamed because there's no parking anywhere. And then the one thing that I wanted is gone. Then I go to pick up sticks on my way back home. I pick up pickup sticks and I what eat. What do you like order? A, obviously the house chicken That's and fried right. rice. The only, the only right thing to choose from there. Um, And then actually I usually get two house chickens and two fried rices. So I have leftovers. Damn. Cause I like, cause I don't go to pickup sticks all the time. And then That's I true. come back and I eat like an animal on my couch while Chromecasting some horrible soap opera that I'm watching. And then you I do homework. Soap operas? Well, I feel like every show's soap opera now. No, take, take a step back. What? What do you mean I, every show's a soap opera? Like Pretty Little Liars is a soap opera. Never seen it. So I can't, I can't say. What shows do you watch? I don't. <laughs> Well, then you see men be like that. You don't watch the men, shows, you know? You don't I, I don't know if that's a men thing. I think <laughs> this is a me thing. I think Probably. I just don't watch anything. Like, The Office is not. Like, I know you have watched it. That's not. I have watched The Office much. But, like, the popular shows out right now, Riverdale and in, in our youth, Pretty Little Liars, like, even crime shows like SVU, they're all basically <laughs> soap opera structure, just with, like, slightly different <laughs> plot lines. What sounds like is you think aiding with drama is a soap opera. I think the fifth season of any drama show is a soap opera because they've run out of things to write about. And it has I to be would weird. Agree, because Grey's Anatomy became a soap opera long ago. Yeah. So Have you ever seen Grey's Anatomy? No. I stopped a long time ago because it had too many episodes. <laughs> first and foremost, too many episodes. And secondly, 
it just got very repetitive to me. It's very compelling, though. It's It keeps you hooked. It has a great job of keeping you hooked. Mm-hmm. But that show is way too long. It's still going. It's still it's- going. And I have a problem with shows that are too long. Like, that's <laughs> why I stopped watching The Walking Dead after season two. Now they're on season, like, nine or ten. How many zombies can I watch? <laughs> I like, mean... I get that about Walking Dead. I only could get into like the first two or three seasons, and then I'm like, "This is not." It gets too long. It's too repetitive. It just it gets yeah. bl- Carl, and they like that's all you got. <laughs> that's all you got holding you. The, the fun fact, spoiler alert, but I don't really care. Rick died, uh, and the show's still going. So Who's Rick, the main character, the police officer. Oh, the dad. Okay, yeah, the dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's dead, and the show's still going. The now, and now the I understand. In the comic books, he died, and the comic kept going. And I read the entire comic book series, and that is why I believe the show should end already. I'm done with, <laughs> I'm done with the show. I'm so over it. Have you watched? Um, did you no. hear that? Yes. Oh dang it! I have a shock mount for a reason, and it did not shockproof. Oh, how could it do that? How could it do that? Um, have you watched Breaking Bad? No. Yes, I just finished it again for the second time. Oh, really? My girl, my girlfriend had never finished it, so we finished it just on Easter, actually. Oh. Have you seen Breaking Bad? Yes, I've seen it once. How long ago? 2018, I think. Three-ish years ago? Mm-hmm. That's about the time I watched it for the first time, too. And you know what? That show? Still good. It's mm-hmm. still really good. I just rewatched it. That thing is still phenomenal. Still really good. The the ending made me sad again because it's so good, <laughs> so good. It's it's pretty crazy how they can manipulate you to feel bad for for the villain for the villain, which is kind of crazy. He's an hero in yeah. a sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. he is the whole time. Uh, the whole time, like at first you're with him, right? At first you're with him because he's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's a he's a dad dying of cancer who really wants to um leave like love and money for his family. But then the show just goes off the rails and no longer becomes that at all. He says it's that, but at the end it's no longer that at all. And that but in the final moments, because that final season, not gonna give any spoilers away because I really want everyone to watch it. But in the final season, they get a point where you really, really hate Walt and you mm-hmm. really want him to lose and die potentially and then the finale you're rooting for him you're rooting for him. yeah you're like how they do this to me how they do this to me? how why am i rooting for the villain so good so I good part of the reason i like shows like breaking bad is because i just like to see other people get outsmarted who think that they're the smartest person you know ah. like i don't care if they're the good guy or the bad guy if they think they're gonna win i'm like i want that person to be outsmarted and so you're really excited in season five when walt finally gets outsmarted mm-hmm. but then when he outsmarts again yeah. i'm like this yeah. is what i live for yeah. i love yeah, a good plan really good. <laughs> and he is the master of that in all tv yeah <laughs> Don't come at me, Sherlock fans. Don't come at mm, me. I really like Sherlock. I've rewatched that. Maybe I've only seen twice. the first episode, but I know the Sherlock fandom is like the strongest fandom out there. <laughs> that thing's intense. I mean, I'm definitely not a Sherlock stan. I just think that the writing is really good on the show. And they do the most like John and Sherlock like bonding. Like they mm-hmm. actually give them backstories which is 
honestly, to me, what's lacking in a lot of other Sherlock Holmes stuff. I think Sherlock Holmes is in a weird conundrum, like as a character, because mm-hmm. I don't think he can go anywhere with like <laughs> anything, you know, like his whole thing. He's the smartest detective ever lived, but he's not like Batman in the in the modern sense. I know in his books, this dude's real compelling. I know Sherlock Holmes is really compelling in his books and it goes a lot of places and his character develops in a lot of ways. But mm-hmm. in pop culture, Sherlock's just known as a really smart detective and mm-hmm. they can't really go anywhere with it. I haven't seen them go anywhere with it. I obviously didn't watch Sherlock, so I don't know if that's one place where they do. But I watched the Robert Downey Jr. films. I've seen a lot of his TV series. I've played some of his video games. And he's just a really smart dude. Mm-hmm. But compared to his arch nemesis, Batman, who is very <laughs> compelling, and I think they could do a lot to him. And I'm very excited for the movie coming out called Batman uh, with the Twilight actor. What's his name? Robert Pattinson. Yes, the Robert Pattinson Batman coming out. So excited. So excited. (laughs) I need to watch that right away. I think the villain's going to be Hush, and I'm super excited. That doesn't mean anything to you. But, um... (laughs) I, I, I'm like almost certain the Riddler is going to be in that movie and I'm almost certain the Hush is going to be in that movie and I'm super excited for the both of those. Hmm. I mean, I've never really been into Batman. He's like one <laughs> of the only superheroes that I never really got into as a kid. And I mm-hmm. think, I don't know why, but maybe because he doesn't really have like superpowers, if that makes sense. Oh. Like he he's a tech hero kind of. But do you like Iron Man? I do, which is weird. Why that's I wouldn't? Fascinating. Yeah, that's why fascinating. I, I guess maybe because Iron I, Man it, feels more superhero though. If you really yeah. think about it, yeah, he feels more I mean, like a superhero. Maybe it was just like wrong place, wrong time, and I just didn't get into Batman the way that I got into like Spider Man and other stuff. Oh well, Spider Man is just phenomenal though. Yeah. Like because you and I both grew up on Tobey Maguire. Yes. And, <laughs> like. People could say what they want about those films, but I'd die for those films, all mm-hmm. of them. I really love Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and people hate on him because people really like Andrew Garfield. And now the whole hot thing's Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I like I liked all three of them, but I really <laughs> miss Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I think I think it had such a genuineness to it that I really loved. Mm-hmm. And going back and watching those films, it's really hard to watch uh, 29-year-olds be high schoolers. Yeah. It's really <laughs> rough to watch that Mary Jane... Uh, this gorgeous woman is in high school supposedly like no 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 or uh what's his name uh his best friend who's now a famous actor um uh he works with seth rogan all the time um yeah i know uh, exactly who you're talking about but i can't remember his name either james franco james yeah, franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah um james franco is also like he you can secretly tell like he he works out and <laughs> he may look like a slim jim but you can tell the guy works out mm-hmm. and he looks not like a high schooler whatsoever yeah either. they're like come on Pete. like i'm like what is this we're on a high school field trip no none of this makes sense yeah this is yeah. really taking me back to steven's podcast that i did for boss baby too what's this podcast delayed replay yes um uh, catch, catch both kelsey and i there we are both featured guests <laughs> yeah podcast um but we talked about toby mcguire in the context of boss baby <laughs> what because okay. Tobey Maguire voiced the the older brother oh, in the first really? movie, but now he's not in the movie anymore. And James <gasps> Marsden took over the voice, oh, so I was I was comparing the two actors who both oh. I like both, but I was just like, I'm a Toby Stan. Like, what are you gonna Toby do? Stan. Toby Stan. Yeah. I like Tobey Maguire. Uh the only other movie I know him from is from Sea Biscuit. 
And I thought he did a great job there too. He was a whiny person in that movie, but I really liked he can play a good whiny person. And you know what? I really liked him in Sea Biscuit. I really liked him in Sea Biscuit. The funny thing about Toby Maguire is I've only ever seen him in Spider-Man. <laughs> and you know what? I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what other films he's in, actually. Uh people get upset at me all they want, but I don't know if he's in any other films. He Obviously, was in like a, a joke, but... he was in like a cop movie a couple of years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Where he played a police officer. I think in like LA. I don't exactly know what it was about. Oh, he was in The Great Gatsby. Oh, yeah. That's right. He was the reporter or the writer. The, the, he was the author. The narrator. The, the narrator. That's what the play's <laughs> called. Yeah. Uh, he was in Life of Pi, apparently. Don't know. That tiger what. movie? Was he as the tiger? Was he the tiger? He was the tiger. <laughs> uh, I'm looking at his uh, film career. I haven't watched 99% of these at all. Hmm. I have not seen any of these films at all. And to be honest, what does he have a career doing? <laughs> Being in these movies no one watches. What is this man doing? <laughs> well, what is his net worth? What is Toby McGuire's net worth? I, what, what do you think it's worth? I'm going to say $7.5 Oh, geez. Uh, he's worth $75 million. Ten times your, your guess. Toby McGuire. I know, oh Mary God. Kelsey, please. So, so isn't he like forty though? I think Tobey Maguire is in his forties now. He's like Tobey Maguire old. is forty-five years old. Uh, Kelsey, that's like the age you really want a man. I know. Tobey Maguire, it's okay. I'm good. <laughs> I know Kelsey like Kelsey likes people around her age. I've yeah. Learned that. Well, it it the thing I don't have any issues with people who have super big age gaps unless one of them is like under 18 or even like under That's 20 true. i feel like mm-hmm. you know if you're like 30 you should not be dating anyone younger than like 24 in my opinion mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. anyway the reason that i i like to date people around my age is because i feel like it's really hard to date someone who's in a different stage of life than you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know and especially in your 20s your stage of life changes like very often you know so like if you were like 38 dating someone who is 45 well that's not as big of a deal because like you're kind of in the settled stage yeah Yeah. whereas like a 24 year old and a 29 year old sorry that can that can sometimes be a huge difference in what you're looking for in life you know i've always been a believer that past 22 like it's okay doesn't matter what you do because at that point you're both in like similar stages of life Mm-hmm. I feel like pre-22, just like you said, there's so many things changing. Like, at 18, first of all, I don't think anyone should be dating 18-year-olds, really. But uh, <laughs> Not even 18-year-olds. Just not even 18-year-olds. <laughs> just save yourself for the 20s. Yeah. Um, uh, at 18, you're barely starting off life at all, if I'm being mm-hmm. real honest. You know, you can have a lot of experience. And I'm not going to lie, there's some people who grow a lot before they even hit adulthood. Like, they've mm-hmm. suffered enough to know. Um <laughs> But like at that point, like you're barely developing life and then you get the 21 and then life shifts all over again in a whole new direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us who come from now a society that where college is kind of mandatory almost uh, mm-hmm. it, and you're kind of looked down upon if you don't go to college, which is a problem of its own. Um, you kind of you kind of aren't really a person in this world until past 22, like mm-hmm. is what I've been noticing a lot uh, the older I get that. It may be because I am 22 and I'm starting to see life <laughs> where like, I, I think about this often. Uh, like I would not be able to date a college freshman 
Like if if I were single, like I I just wouldn't be able to. Mm-hmm. And uh, this just brings me back to my ex girlfriend who did date me when she was graduating. And <laughs> I was real young. Uh, I was younger, I should say. And it's a different and, stage of life, right? And you know what? I'm now at the stage of life she was in almost uh, when she was dating me, and I, I understand why there was problems from the get go. <laughs> I now understand. Because, frankly, we're at two different stages of life. And yeah. even now, she's still at a different stage of life than I am. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think past 22, you start evening out with people. And so I agree with you. The age difference going upwards isn't as bad at this point anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, would, too, would like to stay with someone of my age for the exact same reasons for you. I mm-hmm. would like someone who's at the same stage of life as me. Yeah. Um, or at least on the same playing field as me. Yeah, I mean... If I had to, like, do a Tinder date range, I guess, I would say, like, maybe, how old am I? 25? So maybe, like, 22 to, like, 28? Because I feel like, for me, just having gone from graduating college at, was I 22 or 23? You're 22. I I was 22 to now. I feel like even dating a 22-year-old would would be kind of strenuous because I am a very different person than I was when I was 22. Mm -hmm. Even though like not that much has happened in my life (laughs) between those two years. You know, I feel like this, I feel like this pandemic has really just made me (laughs) shift who I am as a person. Exactly. I was just talking to my, uh, one of my best friends and like, he was like, I feel like I'm not even the same person I was when this pandemic started. And I said, same. And that's probably because we're still young though. But like every year now, it's like a huge difference in our lives. Mm -hmm. No, I feel like, I feel like I'm also a different person than I was because we you're forced to like, look at different parts of your life and the parts Mm -hmm. of your life that for a lot of people were distractions or coping mechanisms for things that they didn't want to deal with or people they were trying to avoid, you know, disappeared. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, now I have to figure out who I actually am without these other things because they don't exist (laughs) right now. Yeah. Yeah. So also Marco, you can edit this out, but who were you talking to? What do you mean? Who was I talking to? Were you talking to Nick? When? the guy you were texting oh no no no! it was ryan it was oh. ryan sorry i was like when was i talking no 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 no. you can leave it in marco it doesn't matter uh <laughs> no no no. i was talking to ryan i was hanging out with ryan for the for the spicy wings uh video oh. which should be out by the time this video comes out yes. um yeah i was with ryan and it was that same day after uh after we finished filming all the wings and everything um <laughs> him and i were just talking uh and we were uh, on a very uh, we were talking about politics and whatnot. And uh, before we left, we we're talking about that. Speaking of politics, um, I I finally have met someone who agrees with me, and it was Ryan in that day. And it's good. Uh, it's no secret to anyone who listens to the podcast. I'm pretty left leaning, but I consider myself a left centrist. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was real interesting because he we were talking about how the right is very much considered like the religious party and like they they're very religious but mm-hmm. uh him and i were really talking it like it, it really brought home that someone else agrees with my with my mentality the is that the person. left is also yeah right <laughs> uh that the left is also stupidly religious just in a very different sense and it, 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 it was really nice to finally have someone to understand where I'm coming from, where uh, this is going to get really weird for all you who, who listen, don't care about religion, but f- follow with me in a second. I know Kelsey doesn't really care either, but you know, here we are. Um, I'm contractually obligated to listen. You're contractually <laughs> obligated to sit here with me. Exactly. Um, 
was that the left is also very religious, if you really think about it. And this is why I kind of like the left a little bit more than the right um, when it comes to these type of ways of living, is the fact that the left cares about the poor and cares about equality and cares about helping, quote unquote, thy neighbor and stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, whereas the right doesn't really like social programs and doesn't really <laughs> like quote unquote socialism, um, even though that's a big scary demonic word to the to people on the right side, uh, it's just that it was really comforting to talk to Ryan that people on the left are religious in the sense that they do care about the poor and that's kind of like what your biggest obligations if you're someone who uh, cares about religion whatsoever and doesn't matter your religion, uh, as someone who loves theology and studies a lot of religions most religions basically come down to love each other and care for one another mm-hmm. and so it was very interesting having a conversation the other day that the left is actually a lot more religious than people realize because it kind of comes down to the central truths of love everyone and care for everybody mm-hmm. and the right's like y'all are satan worshipers and it's like no we just really love everybody <laughs> so i think you might enjoy this but there is love a, it, a term yeah. in law school that we use called the sword and the shield have you heard of this no so there are certain things and it comes up i think we talked about it in civil procedure which for those of you who don't know what that is it's basically like the rules of the courtroom um Mm -hmm. and like not in a trial sense but how you file things and and things like that so there are certain um rules that you can use as a sword to attack or as a shield to defend and so i think you're kind of talking about a sword and shield argument in that the right the people who are very religious on the right tend to use religion as a sword to use it to hurt people and to try and you know make themselves feel better or find a moral high ground right whereas like people who are very religious on the left tend to use religion as a shield to protect people and use it as a way to build community, if that makes sense. That was amazing. That was actually a really (laughs) cool analogy. And I really like that. That was actually really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm learning something in law school. (laughs) You're too learning stuff. Fascinating. That's really funny. No, I really like that analogy actually a lot. And I think it's actually very true personally, (laughs) uh, just from being a political science person who, uh, my whole specialization, I think I mentioned this on the podcast before, was on political theory, which is mm-hmm. the hows and whys government works and why we structure them. And I took about three courses on religion and government uh, and how they're influenced, uh, how government's influenced by religion, and how religion is made in a way to influence governments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was very fascinating stuff. So it's something that I keep in mind often. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Uh, oh. We seeing what time it is. We should probably talk about what day is it today, Kelsey. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is Cinco de Mayo. Oh, uh, I know. <laughs> I I'm like, on a train, but I, I realize what time we're at, and I think we should really talk about some amazing things. Yes, Thursday. It is Thursday, oh, but we got uh, time. oh, we got plenty of time. So I'll slow yeah. down. Yeah. So, don't you don't um, need to rush the podcast. I know. So Kelsey, today is Cinco de Mayo. I know that's the George Lopez song, but. No, that's uh, that's that's a different song. That's Low Rider. When you were singing uh, Tequila. Oh, <laughs> even better. <laughs> yeah, very accurate. Um, so for this podcast, Cinco de Mayo, Kelsey and I uh, are going to talk about Cinco de Mayo things. Mainly me, probably, but we'll see. But I'll include Kelsey. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you're welcome. As a Mexican American, uh, 
I've grown up with this concept of Cinco de Mayo, and this is the one thing all my American friends knew growing up. Uh, and it is, a, it is a fun Mexican holiday to drink on. Uh, and that's... Isn't it a fake holiday? Or, like, not no. what America celebrates it as? It's, like, very different than what Americans yes. think? Yes. Okay, yes, yes. Uh, no in the sense that it's not a fake holiday. It is a real holiday. But, uh, yes in the sense that Kelsey is 100% right. America celebrates it for different reasons. Um, so, Kelsey... Because you already know about this, uh, who, which country do you think celebrates it more, America or Mexico? Mm, I want to say Mexico celebrates it more on like a meaningful level, but America celebrates it more with like tequila. <laughs> Very good, uh, almost accurate. Uh, uh, there's multiple there's multiple sources on this uh, that state that America, the United States of America, uh, celebrate Cinco de Mayo far more than Mexico. And the reason I say that is because Mexico, it is only celebrated on where this battle happened. Uh, <laughs> so what is Cinco de Mayo, Kelsey? What is Cinco de Mayo? If you had to take a wild guess, and I'll give you the real answer. Like the translation or the event? No, the event, the event. I thought it had something to do with Mexican independence. Ah, wrong. But very good hmm. guess, though. Very good guess. No, our Independence Day is a very different day. Oh. <laughs> um, Cinco de Mayo, a famously, historically, a town, I think it's the town of Puebla, um, I'm not so sure, was attacked by the French. Uh, and Puebla, having a very small army and having hardly any resources, fought off the French battalion mm. and drew, uh, made the French go home. It was very sad because a lot of children were killed and it's a very tragic event. And so it's a very historical event because the French were warded off by the, the small Mexican group. Mm -hmm. The part that's not told about the story is that France came back and absolutely demolished Mexico. Um, but we don't talk about that part of history. But that Cinco de Mayo is a celebration of the day Puebla was able to hold off France. It's a very mm -hmm. beautiful story. If you ever go to Mexico, they have a lot of famous murals of it and it's a very incredible thing. In America, Cinco de Mayo was popularized in California by the large uh, Hispanic uh, community, and it has become a day of drinking and celebration. And so that is all I have for that. <laughs> kind of makes sense why it's celebratory. I mean, not to the extent I think that people maybe celebrate it here, but like that is a celebratory event. You know, little... America celebrates the Alamo, right? So technically the, the remembrance of the Alamo or whatever yeah. we do here. Um yeah, I guess. I've personally never celebrated the Alamo. Sorry, Texas. As a Mexican American, I also never celebrated the Alamo. Yeah, that wasn't great for you guys. Yeah. yeah, no. If you really look into American history and you stop looking at it from a positive American side, um uh, what America did to Mexico is really messed up. Um uh, Mexico's aggression started because America was giving them faulty supplies and they were creeping into their territory. They would send them wood bullets. They would sell them thousands of wood bullets to Mexico. And so when they were firing, they weren't firing anything at all. They were firing fake cartridges. And so this cost Mexico in their art, in their wars, millions of probably tens of thousands. I just said millions. It cost them tens of thousands of lives because were, America was shorthanding them uh, ammunition and all these other things. Wasn't, wasn't Mexico like an inverted triangle? Do you know where I'm going? Inverted triangle? Do you mean that they're they more rich than poor? No, like, um, you know, 
this is the border and Mexico oh yes is that's like, exactly what mexico looks like yes, like yes, yes. no this is the this is a border and mexico is like kind of a triangle from what i remember it is kind of a triangle yes and then there was like an inverted triangle that was Mexico, but yes. now it's like New Mexico and New Mexico, California, and Utah uh, and stuff. Uh, I don't yeah. think it went all the way up to Oregon. Did no, it? I, well, I know they went to San Francisco. Uh, he is, mm. there's uh, uh, what's called um, the what's his name? He he's a real controversial figure. San Junipero Serra made it all the way to San Francisco, and I think a bit further. Uh, when mm -hmm. he was caught, when he was uh, making churches all across the West Coast. Um, I know he made it to San Francisco. So maybe it was just as far as San Francisco and Sacramento, probably. But yes, yes. Uh, Texas, uh, New Mexico, Arizona, um, and California were all Mexico. And they were they were rightfully Mexico's. <laughs> and then the U.S. said, we like this land. It is ours now. It's a complicated history, for sure. It's a very complicated history, <laughs> but it's also complicated um if you look at america's history it's just constantly complicated because like what they did to the indigenous people and mm -hmm. then what they did to mexican americans and then what they did to asian americans and then so on and so forth it's just constantly a, a complicated yeah. history it's it's actually very strange because i feel like in school you kind of learn that america is like we accept your poor give us your poor you're tired you know whatever yes. but like every new group that came in was hated and it, it wasn't even people of color it was like irish people were hated yes. and then italian people were hated and they're like pretty white <laughs> they are well now they're the new white and funny enough um i study this often um middle eastern people were considered white uh people people from a lot of those regions like lebanon and everything are considered mm -hmm. white in the united states and then 9 11 happens and they're no longer considered white they're now considered brown or other um, stuff, but mm -hmm. on documentation, they're still white. Um, but we as a culture see them as something else, something different, which white is a past that is given like the Irish, like the like the <laughs> Italian, just like everybody else. Mexicans are still not there. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a phenomenon that happens in America and in many places of the world. Um, mm -hmm. But it's, we're American, so I gonna talk about America. Um, where we constantly say, no, not you, uh, but yes, mm -hmm. you. And we we revoked Middle Eastern people's white cards. We <laughs> revoked them. And it's real messed up because they were um, famously, California had a lot of Middle Eastern people. And mm -hmm. there was entire regions uh, and cities in California that were heavily dominated by Middle Eastern people. Mm -hmm. And now they are considered not white they are considered sadly enough and this is a factual thing um they're considered the enemy to a lot of people in america and it's really mm -hmm. sad because they are no different than what they were 20 years ago <laughs> but now suddenly they're the enemy of americans and mm -hmm. it's a problem it's a real sad one that whiteness is like this rite of passage in america where you earned whiteness <laughs> yeah which is so it's so strange too because it's like you can't earn a skin color right <laughs> like... exactly i had a, i had an ex-girlfriend she was italian but she was known as the as a white girl mm -hmm. but had we just transported her 50 60 years back she's not considered white she's she's italian yes yeah, she's considered to be dirty she's considered to be un-american she's considered mm -hmm. to be uh uh dangerous and whatnot and if you remember back to Spooky Town USA, uh, we kind of talk about prejudices on that episode too, mm -hmm. um, where some people are just seen differently for no reason. And so these stories of whatnot were created about them and it's mm -hmm. pretty messed up.
It is. It's very wild. I feel like, I feel like that's why there are whole podcasts on American history because it's so yeah. wild. It's, it's so, so dense. Wild. It's so, it's so messed up. Uh, mm. Speaking of Secret of Mile, I guess I'll recognize my Asian Mexicans. Um, so when America was building railroads, is actually a very little known fact. When America was building its railroads, uh, this is known, um, is that it hired a bunch of Chinese immigrants and they were the ones that made all the railroads of America. Yeah. Um, little known fact is that once they were done, they didn't give them U.S. citizenship. They just kicked them off and they told them to go elsewhere. And so all of them went to one town in Mexico called Mexicali. And it is renownedly known for being the best Chinese food outside of Asia. Like, really? It is renowned for having the best tasting Chinese food in all of the Americas. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, I did not know that. Yep. That's, a, that's it, interesting. And apparently there's a huge Chinese uh, uh, um, group in Mexico, northern Mexico. Could you imagine what the fusion food must be? Like so how good that bomb. must be? It must be so good. Dude, if I can have some of those Asian flavors in a tortilla, that would be so good. Or like taco in a bao bun. Oh, stop. Wait. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty bomb. Right? Al pastor in, in, uh, in a dumpling. In a bao? Oh, or yeah. Bao. Or in a, in a no, dumpling. You know what? It's probably better in a bao, to be honest. Al pastor would probably be better Could in a Could you bao. do like a pozole soup dumpling? Dude, wait right like wouldn't Wait, that be amazing that sounds pretty bomb <laughs> right? soup dumplings that kind of sounds pretty bomb though right that's the fusion that i went for i i remember marco and i went to a fusion place i think it was korean mexican in mm. irvine back when uh he came to visit me at college mm-hmm. and that place was good i'm not gonna lie they had bulgogi tacos and it was so good mm. so Bulgogi's mexican really fusions good. with other places with asian culture i i personally say it works it works really well i just wish i had more of it i mean if you think about it though a lot of the bases for the dishes are very similar it's just like you have mexican spices or you have asian spices in a lot Probably. of like you know like slow cooked beef in mm-hmm. korea it's mm-hmm. bulgogi in Mexico, it's El Pastor. It's like very similar. It's just different spices. And, it, and in uh, and in Greece, it's gyro. Mm, uh, and so I on love and so forth. gyro. I love gyro. gyro. I just had gyro this weekend. Really? So good. So There's good. this gyro place um by in Las Vegas, and they do really good French fries. <laughs> Dude, I feel like Greek places sometimes really pop off with their french fries for some reason i've got some greek places that have better fries than like most american places like, right right i wonder if it's like because they use greek oil or something or they I use know. i don't or maybe they use like the gyro meat fat to fry it and Ooh, that's why it's so good maybe, maybe. Listen, but, i don't know what it is but they got a secret right they got a secret <laughs> i kind of want to know um, oh. <laughs> if we were a food podcast yeah what's up speaking of really great food there's this place in Burbank I really want to take you. And if anyone lives near Burbank, right. go try this place out. I have a little list of restaurants that are good in LA that I like. So I'm always down. I'm always down to try new places in LA. You it's, know I am. Yeah. It's um it's like Chipotle, but with Mediterranean food. And it's what's this, it called? It's called Yala, Y-A-L-L-A, Mediterranean. Why? Let's all look it up myself. Y-A-L-A. Yeah. Yala. Mediterranean. I think it's probably other places than just Burbank, but that's the closest one to me. Uh, there's one in near Santa Monica. 
we could go for a beach day oh it's in culver city there we go culver city not as close as i thought (laughs) no no well Um, it's just it's i think it's almost just as far for you to be honest i think it's arguably even closer for you Mm -hmm. but it's really good they have it looks great and it's it's like chipotle but they give you little like um like school lunch trays so you can get Mm -hmm. like all of your stuff Mm -hmm. separate Mm, the hummus is so good yeah this stuff looks incredible yeah it's so good kind of want some of this now right we'll have to go i'm a sucker for hummus i'm a sucker for hummus and so i kind of want that on my uh, pita bread i also um have this place that matthew our last guest introduced me to and glendale podcast i know Uh it was so wild i was listening back to footage to send to taylor and it's wild (laughs) is it wild yeah why is it wild because we're like all collectively we are so much more amped up sounding than individually we felt (laughs) that's so funny um but it's this place called tickle tree tickle tree yeah it's good it's like a little cafe now i have to look this up too tickle tree cafe Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not come up in Glendale. It came up somewhere else. It's in like North Glendale. I don't think it's Glendale proper. La Crescente? Yeah. Yeah. But um, let's go to the website ticketree.cafe. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to tell you my I want to tell you my Cinco de Mayo story. Oh, I would love for you to tell me your Cinco de Mayo story. Now, uh, let the record show Andres is screen sharing the recipe of Tickle Tree Cafe. Those fries were bomb. Did you I see had those, those fries? fries? I had Wait, them. They're really good. Stop going back. Wow. Are these garlic fries? I think they're Parmesan truffle fries. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Oh, this place looks like it slaps, though. Yeah, it's really good. Wow. All right. All right. Stop sharing. Well, that's um, phenomenal. You're taking me there. Okay. <laughs> More like um, a meeting there, but you know. Is that in the middle of us? Uh, arguably, yes. Arguably, it'd probably take me, like, 45 to an hour to get there, and it would also take you, like, 45 to an hour to get there. It's like like a triangle. Glendale's actually only, like, 30 minutes away from me most days. I'm sorry, that's so far off from 40 to 45 (laughs) minutes that I said. I'm so sorry. (laughs) If I'm picking up Matt, then maybe that will, like, you know, add the time. Yeah, that'll definitely add time. Um, but my Cinco de Mayo story is, so, for those of you who don't know me personally or slash know anybody who listens about my yeah everyone who listens um I went to a private high school and it was exactly what you would imagine it would be but Nicolas Cage enrolled his son in our school what um which is so crazy Nick Cage yeah like national treasure Nick oh my god Matt um, would have loved the story. Matt is well, it didn't come up. It's something that I only associate with Cinco de Mayo. Matt loves Nick Cage. <laughs> um, so this was when his son, Cal L. Yes, that's his son's actual name is Cal L, like Superman. Wow. Um, what was, a name. Was enrolled. He was like in lower school or elementary school to most people. To me. Um, yes. <laughs> so he was in lower school and I was like a junior or senior in high school, which is crazy to think that now Kal-El is like 13. Like, wow. Still how young. old, how old was I feel? But anyway, <laughs> uh-huh. so 
every year on Cinco de Mayo or like the Friday of the week of Cinco de Mayo, the school would put on like this big fair and we'd have like the water dunk machine. We'd have a big bouncy slide. You know the where you throw the baseball and it like drops someone into a yeah, pool? Yeah, but why is, it, why is Las Vegas private school like celebrating Cinco de Mayo so large? It was just a reason to let Spend kids money. out of school early. Um, and then there were like performances by the drama clubs and stuff. But anyway, the year that Nick Cage's kid was there, so was Nick Cage. Oh, <laughs> and <laughs> every Nick Cage lives in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Wow, I don't yeah. know if he still lives here because he's like bankrupt, like really, really bankrupt. Did you see um, his wedding photos recently? Mm-hmm. Oh, so creepy. So yeah. Creepy. Um, but he was there, and everyone was like. I'm not saying that celebrities all went to our school, but we definitely had a lot of high profile families at that school. And so none of us wanted to be rude and like try and make it seem obvious that we were taking his picture. Right. So we were all trying to like sneakily take a picture of him just to have proof that we were there when he was there. Nick Cage. Yeah. No one was like asking him for a picture or anything because we, you know, we, he was there for his kid, you know? Yeah. But we were all trying to get on our like iPhone 5, early Snapchat, super zoomed in photo of the iPhone 5C, probably. Maybe. I had the 5. I didn't have the C. But. Yeah. Um, but we were all like zooming it and we're like, look, it's Nick Cage. And it's just the blurriest photo of the back of a man. And everyone's like, that's Nick Cage. I got a photo of Nick Cage on my phone. I remember like, those days. I yeah. remember those days where you could super zoom in, you can't see anything. But yeah. you knew. You knew. Yeah. <laughs> this was Nick Cage, and I can't prove it. But here's a really blurry photo. But here's so. a really blurry photo of this white man from yeah. Black. So that's my Cinco de Mayo story that's hilarious that's a really good single to mile story <laughs> i've never celebrated single to mile in my 22 years of life i've never celebrated single to mile i mean it's i have no reason to yeah i mean and plus it's like really the only reason to celebrate it is to drink and, and even it, then i'm not a heavy drinker yeah so i'm actually a very I, light drinker as uh anybody who's drinking with me i i don't even <laughs> like getting tipsy i just i just like to lightly drink you like social drinking. I do. Yeah, that's all I drink. I only drink for social drinking. And that's about mm-hmm. it. Um, I was going to say something and it's gone. Kelsey, do you order drinks when you go out? Not really. I See, this is an expensive habit I'm getting into. Because <laughs> I'm a social drinker. So I only order drinks when I go out to like dinners and whatnot with people. Mm-hmm. But those are expensive. With what I pay that one drink for at a dinner one drink only i can buy three bottles of barefoot yeah (laughs) so it's really i it's a really bad and terrible habit i've started to get into and i really want to stop it because it's it's expensive and it's not worth it that's why you get the five dollar chili margaritas yeah but when you're ordering the three for ten and suddenly now you're paying four for 15 actually no that's actually not bad yeah Maybe I'll consider it next time. But no, I I generally won't order drinks unless it's like a thing where we're like, we're going out to dinner because we want to have a drink and like have dinner. But most of the time, even when I go out with friends, I usually, we usually don't order drinks because they're expensive. And yeah. because we, 
a lot of my friends just tend to like, like blueberry lemonade or stuff like that. That's less expensive, but still kind of fun, you know? And you can get refills. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why but is alcohol so expensive and no refills? Because they want to swing Because you're wanting you. money. Because yeah. that's what they get all their money from. <laughs> a $10 margarita, get three of those, $30. Well, instead of a lemonade, I can get five refills and still only pay $3. Mm -hmm. That's the real deal. Speaking of refills, another yeah. Chili's banger Love is Chili's. The, Black <laughs> the Blackberry Iced Tea. I've heard it's good. I have never had it. I've heard it's really good, though. So good. It's so good. I tend to it just order water there, to be honest, because really? I'm so engulfed in the ranch and <laughs> the chicken. <laughs> I'm a Diet Coke girl. I love Diet Coke. I'm a lemonade guy. Uh, anywhere I go, I like to order a good lemonade. That's my uncle. He orders lemonade like everywhere we go. Lemonade's so good. It, and you know what? It's an adventure everywhere you go. <laughs> sometimes it's Minimade and you can tell it's Minimade. But sometimes they have like homebrew, like their mm -hmm. own unique flavors or independent flavors. And it's so bomb. So acidy or so good or something. It's just always great. My issue with lemonade at restaurants is I like Crystallite lemonade, but lemonade is kind of like sugary soda to me. It's very sweet. And I like Diet Coke it's because sweet. it's almost bitter. And I like Coke Zero. So we're, I'm not far off from you. Yours is a bit different from my flavor, though. Yeah, Coke Zero is sweeter than Diet Coke, which is why it is, I don't like it, it has, as much. But it has even less chemicals, though. It has different kind of chemicals. I like the chemicals that I like. I've been okay. told. I, you know what? <laughs> I like Diet Coke, too. It actually has a pretty addictive flavor to it. I can't mm -hmm. lie. Like Diet Cherry Coke. That is really good. I, I really like Coke Cherry Zero. Um, So, like, I, I understand those unique flavors. There was a very unique time. I don't know if you remember this, Kelsey, because you might come to my apartment during this time, and I had, like, boxes of the stuff, was Coke Zero Orange Vanilla flavor. I do remember, remember that? that, yes. What a unique flavor that I was in love with that they just <laughs> totally got rid of because it didn't sell at all. But I was in love with it. Have you had a creamsicle before? What's a cream? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Those yeah. are really yummy. Those are really yummy. You could definitely make your own. own with like cream soda and like orange juice and do like oh, 100%. a- 100%. Yeah. Well, you know, cream soda and orange juice. That essentially sounds like the orange bang from the hat. <gasps> oh, don't talk to me about that. Oh. That is one of the best <laughs> drinks on this planet. Oh, no. There's something so weird about it. You just don't like how thick it is. No, I think I don't like how thick it is. It's like, it's got it's very orange. thick soda. It's thick soda. It's got like orange Julius texture, but there's no ice cream. And I think it's concerning to my yeah. brain how it's thick when it's just soda and juice. Yeah. It's very <laughs> creamy and thick, but yeah. it's just soda. It's very uncomfortable, but I really like it a it's, lot. It's the celery tea all over again. I think you have to grow up with it to like it. Probably. No, I've taken people who'd never gone and they really like it. When I took my tea to the hat uh, out by Irvine, because there's one near Irvine, fun <gasps> fact, um, they all loved it too. So I don't know. Maybe it's just a you thing. Well, if the past has shown us anything, it is probably a me thing. <laughs> it's probably a you thing. Probably. Most likely. <laughs> Um, but I think that's maybe a good place to end the podcast. Sure. I don't know. I, I'm contractually obligated to be here, so I don't know. <laughs> Even though no contracts have ever been signed. Ever been signed? No. 
Um, not even handshakes. No, we started this over Zoom. <laughs> no, we started our podcast back in person. Don't go, don't go back. Yeah, in those lost like, deleted episodes. Yeah, but it was like bad. <laughs> it's real bad. You know what? I would argue the first couple episodes of this podcast are also rough. Oh yeah, no, they're bad. <laughs> but yeah, when people start from episode one feels bad man feels bad man but i also think it's it's not so much the content it was that we were getting used to the setup and like you know Talking. figuring all that out yeah we still but, don't have a jingle but we'll get one no but like rome wasn't built in a day so why does this podcast have to be you know but rome did fall in a day so <laughs> well who knows how fast this podcast will fall <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we hope you enjoyed this episode, you guys. It Woo! it felt a little bit less off the cuff, like a little bit less tangential and a little bit more focused, which I, I think since we like. talked about topics that we are both very knowledgeable of. Or yeah. just or <laughs> you know, they were more down to earth conversations yeah. than sometimes they are. And Matt wasn't here to distract us. Matt wasn't here <laughs> to distract me <laughs> with his good looks. Yeah. And his newly kind of shaved head. Oh my god, yeah. I was so thrown <laughs> off. I was so thrown off. I actually snoop on his Facebook like a week before we did a podcast with him. Mm-hmm. And apparently that was his go-to look for like probably 12 years of his life, fun fact. Um, and it wasn't until college that he started growing out his hair. That's but I wild. know him as the guy who would have like a lot of hair in college. Yeah. So, but it's probably because he was too lazy to cut it. It's possible. Um, it, it, it felt reminiscent of when we logged on for our Friendsgiving and Nathan had like a full on beard. And I was like, you remember that our friend had this huge beard and yeah. we've only <laughs> known him as a clean shaven guy. I have a photo somewhere where we all look shocked about it. Yeah. It's on our Instagram stories. It's Is in it our archives. Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wild. So wild. Yeah. that was our faces were posed of genuine shock because but when we all saw him at first, it was those were our shock. faces. Yeah, <laughs> those were our faces. We had to recreate our faces of shock for the photo. Yeah. But I remember when he joined, I think that's one of the few moments of my life where I genuinely jaw dropped. Where I was like, <laughs> what is this? This is wild. You all right, we have to end this podcast. We have to end this podcast. Fine. Whatever. It's fine. <sighs> Cut me fine. off once again. What were you saying? Nothing. No, what were you saying? Gotta no. know now. No, I gotta know. No. Why? Cut me off. I feel slighted. All right. Well, if you want to hear more about Kelsey <laughs> and her sliding or whatever, uh, uh, if you're listening to this week by week voices, uh, stay tuned for in two weeks or watch our IGTVs. Uh, we re- uh, for those of you who may not remember, uh, we post IGTVs. Those are Instagram videos. Uh, every other week on the weeks that are between our podcast episodes, we post those there. And they're also really awesome, really fun. And Kelsey and I try to be really creative with them where we can. Uh, we started off real rough when we were first starting the podcast, but I feel like we're starting to get our stride. And we're starting to find some really weird, unique things to do. Um, this month, uh, I'm actually not sure which ones were posted, but you probably saw me eat some really spicy wings. And turns out they weren't that spicy. And I'm now on the quest to find the spiciest wings. So stay tuned with that. Kelsey made my face in pancake art. And it was really fascinating and really cool. We really want to thank our, our awesome friends uh, and family who support us. Especially shout out to Kelsey's mom and to Victoria. Thank you for everything that you do with us and thank you for supporting us uh if you too wish to support our podcast please uh, do, uh please become a sponsor on anchor.com.fm slash just two lads podcast and uh thank you marco for editing and thank you taylor for being our awesome instagram person and uh thank you everybody who listens that 
was so much. I felt like I was back in crim law in 1L when I was just getting a wave of information thrown Listen, at me. I, I am ready to become a professional podcaster. <laughs> oh my god. I will be the sponsored uh, video at the end. <laughs> Yikes. Well, if you want um, crazed content, follow Andres at Pojecky <laughs> on Instagram. Follow our Twitter at just two lads pod, I believe. I believe so. Um, our Insta is just two lads, I believe. Just two lads podcast. Um, my Instagram is my name. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just two lads podcast on Instagram. Our Twitter is, in fact, uh, just two lads pod. Kelsey Gitlin uh, or at Kelsey Gitlin on Instagram. Pojecky for me. And uh, if you want to find Marco, uh, send us an email because I don't even know where to find him. <laughs> he's he's choosing to remain anonymous. Unknown. Yeah, anonymous yeah. or incognito, as they might incognito say. Incognito mode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Well. Bye, guys. (laughs) Bye. Woo!